0: Hello and welcome to Journey with Me, the podcast where the journey is greater than the destination. I, of course, am your host, Holly Harris. Uh, and today on the show, I have a very special guest, uh, with us by the name of Elizabeth Samuel. Um, I met Liz at church about 13 years ago. Uh, I remember when I first, uh, saw her, I was like, who is this uh, person? Just very energetic, a bubbly personality. And she's also one of the most loving and giving people that I know. Um, I believe that one of the first of her friends that she introduced me to was Rodney. Uh, he would often come to town to visit her and I would sometimes meet up with them. Um, he and I were able to relate um, given the fact that we were both worship leaders and he could understand some of the challenges and the joys associated uh, with it. Uh, I also never forget the time we all went to a Stevie Wonder concert uh, together. That was an amazing show. Um, so on that fateful day uh, when Liz called me to let me know that he had passed away, it was really, really a shock uh, because you see, although it's hard um a lot of us can accept the loss of a loved one after they've lived a long and a full life. However, when the loss is sudden, the ability to cope, to grieve, and to return to some semblance of normalcy can be rather difficult. So today, my friend will share her story about how she got through one of the worst times of her life after the loss of her dear friend, Rodney Reese. Given the present circumstances, I know her story will provide hope and comfort to many. So without further ado, here's her story.
1: My name is Elizabeth Samuel, and I want to share my story on the loss of my best friend, Rodney J. Reese, and how I was able to overcome and endure such a tragic loss in my life. Rodney passed away suddenly on Wednesday, August 8th. 2018. And when I say that Rodney was my best friend, he really was my best friend. When I think about our friendship and how it took years for our friendship to blossom into something so meaningful and pure, I really believe that we were meant to be friends from the very beginning. I believe that God had a special place for us to occupy in each other's life. There was rarely a topic that we did not share with each other or talk about. And what I loved most about our friendship was the fact that although we were so different, we accepted each other for who we were individually, and it really aided in the growth of our friendship. I met Rodney, I want to say, back in July of 2004 during a church convention for an organization named Bible Way Worldwide in which the both of us grew up as kids. During that week, after initially meeting him through a mutual friend, although I was really involved in youth ministry, we found time to connect and chat when I wasn't busy working on youth ministry activities. He even volunteered to help me hang up flyers around the venue's property to advertise for a young adult social night we were hosting later that week. Little did either of us know that that week would signify such a special moment in our friendship. Rodney lived in South Carolina and I lived in New Jersey at the time. I remember I was scheduled to fly back home that Sunday afternoon at the end of the convention, but my plane got canceled due to inclement weather and a terrible rainstorm in Columbia, South Carolina. Everyone I knew that drove to South Carolina that week from up north had already left, and I didn't know anyone in South Carolina, but I knew Rodney. At the time, he was minister of music over his church and was in Orangeburg, South Carolina, preparing for an evening concert with his church. Yet, when I called him and shared with him my predicament, he asked his cousin, Heather, to come and pick me up from the airport since I could not get a flight back home until the next morning. He came through for me that day by providing a safe space for me to stay overnight and just basically looking out for my well-being. From that day forward, through the entirety of our friendship, until he left this earth, he always came through for me and I for him. That was the nature of our friendship solid and unbreakable. Over the years, I spent a significant amount of time with him and his family. I met his brothers, his aunts, cousins, and friends, and they became my family as well. He had the opportunity to meet my family a couple of times also. I traveled with his family, spent holidays with them, and overall was just embraced by them as family. They called me Liz, and I felt the love from each and every one of them. To this day, we are all still connected and close. Rodney became such a trusted friend in my life. We shared everything from disappointments, failed relationships, successes, dreams, visions, and even the most difficult of conversations we had together. Our friendship really endured the test of time, and we grew to love one another because our friendship was rooted in a solid foundation. He really became my best friend and such a valuable part of my life. I last spoke to Rodney during one of our lengthier conversations on the Friday before, which was August 3rd. My summer semester had just ended that Wednesday, August 1st two days before our conversation because I was in my first full year of business school at the time. Rodney and I had last text messaged each other on that Monday, August 6th, and I remember him stating he was not feeling well. He told me he was going to go to the doctor the next day and get checked out. I told him, feel better and get some rest. Little did I know that that was going to be the last message I would receive and send to my friend. Then, on that fatal day of Wednesday, August 8th, 2018, my world changed. I was actually on my way to work that morning on the train when I found out the news that literally shook my world. I happened to get on Facebook while commuting to work, and his family has a private Facebook group. I saw a post from one of his aunts asking the family to pray for Rodney's two brothers, Reggie and Ian, because we lost him this morning. I literally froze in my seat on the train. Somehow I mustered up enough strength to get off at the next stop. And as I was calling one of Rodney's aunts to verify what I just read, Reggie, his twin brother, was calling me. I reached his aunt first and when she picked up the phone, she was sobbing so uncontrollably i could not even understand what she was saying all i kept hearing was liz liz he's gone he's gone and all i kept yelling was what happened to rodney please tell me what happened to rodney i couldn't believe what i was hearing i was literally in a daze on the train platform my thoughts were racing What was happening? I just didn't understand what happened. My friend was gone. My last lengthy hour and a half conversation with my best friend was the Friday before. That was the last time I heard his voice. The last time I heard him tease or make fun of a silly comment I made. The last time I heard him call me Liz or Lizzie. As I tried to compose myself at the train station, through tears, I called my close co-worker to inform her and our manager and our teammates that I was not coming in because of what I just learned. My best friend was gone. My co-worker, she knew Rodney too, and she was beyond devastated. We were all devastated. I didn't care about anything else at that moment. I got back on the train to ride to the station where my car was parked. I called my mom, who also told the rest of my family. I called my two spiritual moms and literally cried out to God for help as I drove back home, packed a duffel bag of whatever clothes I could grab at the moment, and drove to Columbia, South Carolina from Charlotte to be with Rodney's family. We all needed each other at that moment. I needed to be around my South Carolina family because the person that brought us together, the one we love to call Rodney Jr., the one that made us laugh at family functions, the one that had such an immense love for his family, the one that always sang to the glory of God, the one that was loved by us all, he was no longer with us. Once I saw his family, we all broke down together. We cried, screamed, shouted, Whatever emotion poured out, we freely expressed with one another. It was such a surreal, senseless thought to accept. But we had to, because the reality was Rodney was gone. It was a difficult thought to grasp or even understand. Over the following week, arrangements were made to lay Rodney to rest. We buried him on Thursday, August 16, 2018. His celebration of life service was at 1 p.m. His family really involved me in all aspects of the final arrangements, all the way down to the type of suit we would bury him in and the color of his casket. His favorite color was blue, so we decided to bury him in one of his best navy blue suits paired with a crisp white button-down collar shirt and a rich fuchsia-colored tie. He had a fresh haircut, and he looked really sharp. He would not have wanted it any other way. We gave him a beautiful send-off and wore navy blue in his honor. I remember his celebration of life being such a powerful service. So many people came from near and far to pay their last respects. It was a packed house and the church where it was held could hold almost 5,000 to 7,000 people, but the audience had to be at least 1,000 to 1,500 people. So many positive words were spoken about his life. Rodney was beloved. He was musical. He was gifted, talented and anointed. He was a great friend and brother to so many. He made everyone he called friend feel important, valued and loved. He was unique, he was special, he was funny and he was himself at all times. He was a life of the party, someone so easy to talk to and someone who had a genuineness about him that could not be replicated. He never pretended to be something or someone that he was not. Rodney was always Rodney. Either you liked him or you didn't. He cared about people. He loved God. And he was extremely diligent in his craft. He used his gift as a blessing to the world. And those that were able to witness his gifting always felt the passion in the way he sang a song and gave glory to God for keeping him. When I think back over that time and how I endured the whole process of saying goodbye to my best friend, I know more than ever that it was no one but God that strengthened me. No one but God. I don't know how I made it. It definitely was not of my own strength. I cried a lot and I mean I cried a lot. I received a lot of calls, text messages, support. And encouragement from my friends, my family, his family, colleagues, church family, and peers. The prayers of those that loved me really carried me through. Yet, God's strength was what I had to lean on. God literally carried me through to the point where I said my last goodbye as we closed the casket, and I knew then that that was it, with heavy streams of tears flowing down my face. He really was gone. It was unreal, yet very real at the same time. After the repass, after the laughter, family reflection of memories, picture albums, home visits and planning, some may ask, how did you make it through once the calls and the checkup messages ceased? I think that question can best be answered by saying, I really allowed myself to go through my grieving process. One thing I know about grief, everyone deals with grief differently. I read somewhere that there are five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I must say that I experienced all of them during my grieving process. Denial, I didn't want to believe that what I heard when his aunt told me he was gone that day on August 8th. I didn't want to believe it was true. Rodney? Gone? Gone where? No, she was mistaken. Rodney? My Rodney? No way. It could not be real. Then I became angry. I know he had mentioned he was a feeling well just two days prior. Did the doctor not see him? Did they not prescribe him medication to assist, assist with his symptoms? I asked God why. He was so young. He was only 37 years old. He and his twins celebrated their birthday just a month prior. It didn't make sense to me. God, help me to understand why was he taken from us so abruptly? Bargaining. Could I have done something to save him? Could I have checked up on him one last time or encouraged him to go to the hospital? What could I have done to help him? I thought about our last conversation, how we talked and what we talked about. Did I miss something in our conversation, a clue, a statement that he made that I did not hear or overlook? What could I have done to prevent this tragedy from happening? If I had just one more opportunity, God, I would have helped him if I missed a sign. Depression. I know that I was very sad during this time as I really tried to grasp with the magnitude of my loss. But I really chose not to stay in this place. I wrote in my journal many times. I even wrote a lengthy tribute in honor of Rodney and shared it along with old photos on Facebook. I looked at the many old photos we shared from trips taken and I listened to some of his many videos I had recorded over the years of him singing at various events at both church and concerts. I realized that writing really aided in my process. It was okay to write your thoughts and feelings down, express them to the best of your ability. I also allowed God to really comfort my heart I allowed myself to be wrapped in God's loving arms and really try my best to embrace the reality of my loss. I cried out to God and allowed him to hold me in his loving embrace when I didn't have the words to say. I cried many nights and even talked with Rodney's family many nights to encourage each other. I stayed close to them and they stayed close to me. In a way, it brought us closer together. I talked to my spiritual mom and they would pray with me, both of them, collectively and speak encouraging words into my heart. I talked about it out loud and did not allow myself to bottle up those emotions that I was feeling on the inside of me. In my alone time, I just reflected and asked God to touch my heart and help me to handle the enormity of my loss only through His love, grace, mercy, and care. I needed God in those difficult moments, and I allowed Him to minister to me and fully embrace His presence through my tears. Lastly, I experienced acceptance. I believe my acceptance finally came probably a few months later when I drove down to Columbia to visit Rodney's gravesite for the first time. I drove down to visit him as I was scheduled to travel to visit family overseas for Christmas that year. When I got out of my car, I stood over his tombstone, saw his name and the beautiful inscription and embraced the reality of the moment. I finally accepted my friend was no longer here. I believe I had in my own way accepted it through the course of everything, but it became final when I looked down and realized I was looking at the tombstone of my Rodney. He was no longer here for me to talk to, laugh with, or confide in. Once I fully embraced this thought, I allowed myself to laugh at the good times we shared. I allowed myself to think on the silly conversations we had his funny sayings, his character, his behavior, his voice, his walk, his genuineness, his love for his family, and the immense love he had for me as his best friend. I've often heard people say that thinking on the special memories makes the grieving process a little easier. For me, I knew that thinking on those special memories, through my tears and laughter, was what allowed me to continue on living a life that would make my friend proud. I wanted to make him proud because I was proud of him. Eventually, I went on to finish business school in May of 2020, and I dedicated my MBA degree to Rodney. I wrote a long tribute on Facebook, recognizing my accomplishment, but also crediting the one that encouraged me from the very beginning to go back to school. He was so instrumental in my applying to business school. He would often say, Liz, you keep talking about it, now apply. I thought about how proud he would have been of me. Even though our graduation ceremony was postponed to a year later in May, 2021 due to to the pandemic, I imagined how loud he would be cheering for me from the audience. I thought about the promise I made to him to finish. That really pushed and motivated me through my grieving process. In a way, I felt like I was achieving this goal for the both of us, even though he was not physically here to witness it. It was such a proud moment for me. A moment I knew my best friend would be so happy to share with me. I did it, Rodney. I did it for you, and I did it for me. God gave me the strength to finish no matter what. And through God's help, I accomplished the very goal I began two years prior. As life continued, I allowed myself to really grieve Rodney's loss. I felt every emotion possible, But I knew God would help me find a way to live and continue on. I knew God would help me through my challenging days. I talked to anyone and everyone that would listen. It made me feel happy in a way to share about my wonderful friend. I laughed, cried, and laughed some more. Rodney was truly such a unique person. There was no one else like him. Of course, birthdays and holidays were hard. Matter of fact, this past birthday in July, 2021, it was especially difficult because Rodney would have been 40 years old on July 7th. I continued to cope by honoring his legacy and sharing with friends that will listen, the beauty of our friendship. I also stayed connected to his family I show love to them because they showed love to me many years ago when I met them for the first time. I'm still very close to them to this day, and nothing will ever change that. I also coped by visiting Rodney's gravesite on special occasions and whenever I was in Columbia or passing by. Even if I did not stay long, I stopped by to visit my best friend, and I still visit him to this day. I know he is resting in the Lord. His friendship truly taught me how to be a friend. Yes, I learned a great deal from him, but the greatest lessons I learned from my best friend was a lesson of acceptance and perseverance. I learned how to be a better friend because I had a friend like Rodney who truly loved me for me and he had my back, cherishing me always and cheering me on. I learned how to never give up because in spite of the challenges he faced, Rodney never gave up. He persevered. I was so blessed to have a friend like him in my life and I will always be thankful to God for allowing us to have a friendship of 15 plus years. Little did I know three years ago that he would not be here today, but the memories ingrained in my mind Continue to bring a smile to my face. His legacy will always remain in my heart. The hurt and absence of his presence is still felt on occasion, but I believe that with time, patience, and giving freedom to my process of grief, I have allowed my broken heart to be mended. Grief is a very challenging emotion to deal with. Losing someone so close to us that we love dearly especially when it's so sudden, can take a tremendous toll on our life and shake us to our very core. Everyone processes grief in their own way. Yet, when one fully embraces the feelings that come along with grief and loss, then and only then can one truly begin to heal. Although you will feel the void and loss of your loved one, it is only through God, time, patience and experiencing your own healing process? Can you fully accept the reality of your loss, continue to live life by experiencing its abundance and blessings, and cherishing the special memories of the one you hold so dear? Thank you for listening to my story, and I pray that it is a blessing and encouragement to you. Be blessed.
0: Thank you, Liz, for being vulnerable and for sharing one of the most difficult experiences of your life. Again, it is my hope that her story provides strength and comfort to all those who may be experiencing loss at this time. You can follow Liz's journey on Facebook at Elizabeth Samuel or on Instagram at LizzySam24. Thank you again for joining me today and remember your life has meaning. Your life is a message. Be mindful of what it's communicating to those around you. Until next time.